Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Trump's legacy continues to justify Republicans, real Republicans, abandoning the party because Trump. So the latest was Senator from Ohio, Rob Portman, who basically cannot tolerate that the spirit of Trump still animates the GOP and he's going to step down. And I, for one, saw this coming from the beginning, that the whole point of Trump was A, to undermine any ideological principles in the Republican Party that even were paid lip service to, and to punish people for trying to step outside the the establishment, which I think was a direct response to Ron Paul gaining some headway and them really not knowing what to do with it because he always had the moral high ground on ideology. So they took a guy who galvanized them, who spoke truth to power, who could get people to rally around him as a personality and they took out all the ideology and instead just put in stuff that's not relevant, not important. And the GOP is still using him as an excuse to abandon the party because those people have taken over. And there's a lot more to this story than that. But that's kind of my first impression of what the news looks like today. Yeah. And the media is using him to make ultimatums to Republicans or anybody who traffics in the ideas that he traffics in. A couple of examples of headlines. If Republicans don't denounce Taylor Greene's extremism, they'll own it. McCarthy to visit former President Trump in Florida, showing where he stands in the post-Trump Republican Party. AOC says GOP caucus made up of white supremacist sympathizers. They're amping up this demonization of anybody who doesn't just say that they hate Trump and distance themselves from him. And this idea of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who you mentioned in your first headline, she's the congresswoman from Georgia. She was accused of being a Q supporter. She kind of backed away from that. I took her for what you see is what you get, which is almost always wrong in my experience. Anytime I give somebody the benefit of the doubt, I don't know if she's just the perfect foil for these guys or what, but her, she's getting more and more kind of cookie cutter, stereotypical Q type as the stories unfold. And the big story today was that she was put yesterday. So I I might even have wrote the story yesterday. So they had teed it up for today, we demand that although Marjorie Taylor Greene cannot be kicked out of Congress because her redneck yokels have spoken, that doesn't mean we need to put her on the committees where she would have any power or influence or be an effective lawmaker. And lo, they put her on the Committee for Education and Labor only to tee it up for the counter that she had accused or she had stated her belief or maybe she just liked somebody else's about Parkland being a false flag back in 2018. So I would just say I got I got a strike on YouTube for saying that on WSB. I did not remember anybody, anybody having the nerve to say that back then. And she was from Georgia. I'm surprised she didn't call me <laughs> when I was uh, actually saying that stuff out loud. But I don't really know what her story is, but I know it's unfolding as a stereotypical um, model for the bad Republican. Yeah. And it has brought out one of the things that 
a lot of Americans have a hard time looking at and listening to, and that's David Hogg <laughs> from Parkland High School. He apparently was getting shouted at by her on video. I haven't seen the video yet, but I did see him doing interviews on all the networks. They love to bring David Hogg out, although he does have kind of a dirty, scraggly beard now <laughs> that looks like he walked out of a West Hollywood cheap hotel or something like that. But the Biden administration is also cracking down on conspiracy theorists in the White House press pool. Biden's deputy press secretary made it clear that any news outlets that traffic in conspiracy theories, propaganda and lies will be forbidden. Talking about access to Biden's White House. But there was actual wording of who they were going to anybody who peddles in conspiracy theories or propaganda or fake news, something like that. And it just cracks me up because they're saying they're going to ban anyone who engages in propaganda, which means every single solitary person that isn't peddling conspiracy theories is engaging in propaganda because yeah, conspiracy theories are where a real journalist will say, hey, we don't believe the official press release on this subject. And we're here to ask you questions about it because we think you guys are hiding something. That's what the press pool is. Call it a conspiracy because there are two of you doing it and it's in secret. So anyone who covers conspiracy theories is there to find out the truth behind the generic official narrative press release. Anyone who's just regurgitating the official press release is a propagandist. So if they're borrowing both conspiracy theorists and propagandists, there will not be a single person in the press pool. And you know what? Maybe they'll stop the press conferences. I'm not kidding. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I, I thought I read the whole thing, but it said any news outlets that traffic in conspiracy theories, propaganda and lies will be forbidden. And that just what's a propaganda, Everyone. what's lies, what's conspiracy theories. That's going to be determined arbitrarily based on people who question the narrative. It's getting more and more apparent that if you question the narrative, you can't even ask questions about it or you will be brushed off to the fringes of society or worse demonized as a QAnon white supremacist. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678. 653-8838. A second police officer has committed suicide. Capital police officer has committed suicide since the January 6th, quote, insurrection. I had not heard this story. I hadn't even heard of the first one. It was not talked about a whole lot. But the second one happened today, and there's not many details surrounding it. They just announced that the second police officer wow. has died. I mean, anytime I ever hear of somebody who is involved somehow or might be a collaterally aware of a false flag, screwy details of a story, and they end up being suicided, like the investigator in the Charlie Hebdo case or whatever, end up committing suicide. I have to wonder if that's a true story, like the FBI agents who fell out of, or the FBI hostage negotiators who fell out of the helicopter a couple of weeks after 
the um, Boston Marathon bombing that that team was called in on. I mean, anytime I hear about a government agent involved in what I think is a false flag committing suicide shortly after the fact, I figured they knew something and they wouldn't cover it up. I feel the same way about Chris Kyle, actually. Well, Chris yeah. Kyle was killed by somebody, apparently, right? Yeah, but it, even that sounded very weird. Yeah, it sounded it took, very suspicious, yeah. Somebody with PTSD to a shooting range. But um, but this is all leading to something bigger, obviously. And I, I had been talking about... Uh, I just uh, sent out another tweet yesterday about how every last one of these guys that is making the news as having to have been having been at the Capitol or being arrested for it was in the military, was in a government uniform. And I had three theories about it. One was. Uh, that the, you know, the obvious thing is they're patriots and they're the ones who are like locked and loaded. They're pissed. They gave their country. They've always been willing to fight and now they're going to fight. Gosh darn it. And the second theory is that my theory was, or that you could embrace is that Q, when you talk to some of the people who really believed in Q and said, trust the plan, they, their, the story was that the plan was that there is a military deep state that cares about the Constitution was supporting the president and was going to take the, the country back, the government back from the deep state, which was controlling it behind the scenes, almost like a military coup with the help of the democratically elected president. It was unprecedented, but that yeah. would also play into this theme. But my feeling was that I noticed it. It was weird to me. And I thought anytime that an actor in the official narrative who says a bunch of crazy stuff that doesn't seem to reflect what I think really happened and if they are government agents if they have works for the government if they're connected to the government that way granted a lot of people are but i think that makes it more likely that they were in on it just like the enrique taria tario thing from yesterday where he was the head of the proud boys but he was also an fbi informant fbi informants are another kind of flag for me that they might not just be informants but rather operatives who are facilitating a sting who are playing their role in order to implicate other people you got to look at people who are involved in the government doing something that looks like it's playing into the government's power grab. Yeah. And that military theme is definitely starting to emerge stronger. And a reason, another reason why I believe they're doing it is because they can emphasize how dangerous this group is because of the military that are involved in it, which would justify treating them like foreign terrorists and potentially even calling in UN forces because we have this military aspect that is turning against American citizens and now the government. And I find support in this from a foreign policy article today titled the Capitol coup attempt was the far right's opening shot. And the entire article, it, I mean, it's a long article and it does a lot of things, but one thing it emphasizes is that there are military involved in these QAnon Trump insurrections. They're go it's just the beginning. They're going to continue to do it. They might be smaller than they were before, but just like Al-Qaeda, and they do a long comparison to Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, and they say when Al-Qaeda, Al Al-Qaeda was backed up against the wall, that's when they were most dangerous because they found civilian forces and they trained these civilian forces in guerrilla warfare 
warfare tactics and these United States military members, these QAnon people can train civilian forces here in military tactics and they can attack America just like just like Al Qaeda did. And these Christian fundamentalists that treat Trump like a messiah will fight to the death and believe they have a moral high ground doing so. And. I mean, this article makes it abundantly clear that this group is far more dangerous than you think because of the military aspect, because of the training they can get, because of the Christian aspect, and they're going to strike again. They could call in UN forces to justify uh, an attack against American citizens with this logic that they're using. And the parallels are strong, as you say, but deeper than what that article is saying that they are, which is that the Al Qaeda is Al Qaeda. It means the base. Yeah. It is a database of CIA operatives, starting with Osama bin Laden, who was the head of the Osama's Afghans. I think they were called in Charlie Wilson's war. I mean, uh, Hillary Clinton is on the congressional record saying that we were the ones who established the Mujahideen to get Russia on its heels in Afghanistan back in the day. And Osama was that person. Nobody denies it. So there's that. You take the element of um, the, the reason that you could explain that they were suicidal and radical is yeah. that they thought that they were on a religious crusade. That's for the radical Islamists. And they're going to say this about the Christians. They can take that Christianity thing and turn it against Jews and Muslims. And if it's white supremacists and coupled with that, then they act like there's a lot of hate and irrationality and that you can also apply hate crimes crimes to them. There's uh, so there are a lot of those elements. In addition, when you take the military stuff, I've noticed this from the very, very beginning, military uh, vets and stuff have always been a big, big problem. And they are a target of red flag laws, of mental health laws. They want to take away the guns from the guys who are in the service because those are the guys who understand the Constitution, who have been tested and tried in the field. They know how to use that stuff. They're a big, big threat and they I think they were even headed down the road where you're kind of could make a de facto argument that somebody who actually was on active duty probably has PTSD but red flag laws don't even require that you make that uh, an argument with evidence they as Trump said take the guns first and worry about due process later yeah absolutely here's the final sentence of this article just to give you an idea of its sentiment the coming phase in far-right terrorism will be defined by the coup de theater at the capitol it fired the starting gun on two competing processes a government crackdown on one side and radicalization and revolutionary confidence on the other this is a deadly race all too familiar to other parts of the world is this like Fort Sumter? Is this like the Civil War where you actually have militiamen? You actually have government trained fighters on one side fighting the usurpment of the federal government on the other? That's what it sounds like. Interestingly enough, I noticed this listening to Jake Tapper, the lead yesterday, and I just took note of it because I didn't know exactly if it it's just a coincidence or something bigger, but reading this and seeing the term revolutionary put in it, yesterday Tapper was talking to, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about the fourth industrial revolution, which I know we've talked a, a little bit about. And about three or four minutes later, kind of when they were a little bit separated from that conversation, Tapper throws a line in where he says, yes, and we also need to make sure these families get the help they need while everybody's fighting in this revolution. And I was kind of like, 
did he he just called this a revolution and i went back and listened and i was like okay maybe he's kind of connecting from before where they're talking about fourth industrial revolution but the terminology they use is very specific it's no i mean they send out talking points and i think there's something more i think we're going to start to hear these quote trump insurrectionists i think they're going to be accused of trying to start a revolution i think they're going to be more open talking about that in the media and that would further justify cracking down on them as though they were a foreign enemy. It's getting really scary the way they're talking about people, demonizing half the country. I think you're onto something. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash products report. I want to get into the fourth industrial revolution. Anything else you have on Davos? We've got some COVID talk, but I did want to just uh, tell talk a little bit about this GameStop thing. People have been asking about it and uh, I, I figured let me back up. A while back, my husband said, oh, all these young guys, they're getting caught up in Robin Hood as a trading platform. I wonder if they're going to just lose their shirts and then be mad at Robin Hood. Like, I smell, I smell a problem, trouble coming here. So, Robin Hood is a trading platform. My impression was, I mean, I, I didn't like read up on um, their marketing strategy or anything, but that it was... Um, it kind of targets the younger audience, maybe the gamer type guy, Bitcoin type guy, Robin Hood just steals from the rich, gives to the poor, whatever. And the story with GameStop is supposedly that on Reddit, there they started some kind of storm where they kept pushing up the price of GameStop so that hedge funds who were short would have to go in there and buy shares because shorts have to deliver later and they think that they're going to deliver when the price is down. But as the price goes up, it seems less and less likely that they're going to be able to deliver on their shorts. So they might actually have to have some physical stock for when they have to deliver on those shorts. How does a short work? A short is you say to somebody, um, I am, I think a stock that's trading for a hundred dollars right now is going to trade for $10 a month from now. So I'm going to I have the right to sell you this stock, say, at 100 a month from now. But I know I'm just going to be able to buy it for 10. I'm going to get 90 bucks because you're going to have to sell it to me or you're going to have to um, buy it from me at 100. But I don't own it right now. uh, But because it is 100 right now and I think it's going to be 10 in a month. So I'm going to sell it to you for 100 in a month, but I'm going to buy it for 10. So as it gets closer, if all of a sudden it's 150 and the guy says, you're going to have to sell me the share for $100, do you have it? The short seller who thought he was only going to have to spend $10 on it might not have $150 to go buy that, might want to bust that short or whatever. And so there are mechanisms in place where you probably have to cover it 
you know, to make sure that you have enough money in your account to actually deliver those shares that you kind of sold in advance. I think I'm right about that. I'm a little rusty on my investment banking, but the fact is you need the shares. And if the price goes up, you get squoze because you're going to lose money like crazy. And there's a date okay. that comes. So the price being up screws over people at Wall Street who make Short money doing shorting, sellers. shorting selling. Okay. Yes. Now, I really have to think about it, but um, so what they were doing was they were saying, we're going to run up the price and it'll it'll spiral out of control because these short sellers are going to have to buy, 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 and they're going to reinforce this increase in pricing. So they act like this is some organic grassroots thing that caught on on Reddit. And I'm highly skeptical about stuff like that. I'm just highly skeptical that you that like the people can go viral, especially something like this, where I kind of had a feeling or was kind of tipped off that there this thing wasn't going to end well, the whole Robin Hood thing. So Robin Hood said, we're, we're not going to let you keep buying on the Robinhood platform. You can get out of the positions you're in. If you already bought Robinhood, that's fine, but you can't keep buying it to pump up the price, pump up the price. And there was a class action suit filed today against them saying, you've prohibited me from being able to participate in this frothy market that I want to participate in. So there's problems, but the the upshot is... Let me ask you something. So did they send, did Reddit send a bunch of people to buy the game stock, game game stop stock in order to shoot the price up? Is that what happened? Did they flood Robinhood? Yeah, it's not Robinhood. Robinhood's just a platform. The GameStop is the, you just go into the open market and you buy GameStop stop shares, but Robinhood is the platform. I hope I'm right about this. Yeah, was, I, it's not, was it a co- coordinated effort from Reddit, right? To buy a bunch well, of the, the shares. Of the up. people on Reddit. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I, yes, that is exactly what it supposedly was. But I don't, I, I just am skeptical of grassroots. Of course. Vortices yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so anyway, but the point, so I, I should have brushed up on the details of the event, which wasn't really what I was focused on. I was really focused on what are they using the event to do? Like, what is the point of this thing, which seems like some organic phenomenon? But to me, it's a black swan event that's probably conjured up in order to justify some policies or to explain some events. And in this case, both things are at work. The first article I read and you just it, it's so it's so obvious because like you'll just read the article. And I mean, sometimes I'll just skip down to the last paragraph and it'll be like, therefore, we need this law. You know, I mean, it's just so obvious sometimes. And they want you to think it's like, don't let a good crisis go to waste. But so let me first just say that Ism Kant had put it in my um, tweeted it at me. I was wondering if you guys were following what's happening with Wall Street Bet slash GameStop and AMC stock. So it didn't just happen with GameStop, it happened with other stuff, too. Uh, basically, trolls have run up stocks costing hedge funds that were shorting them billions in losses. OK, so. Uh, so. So that's the upshot is that the hedge funds were the ones with the shorts. Now, hedge funds are big. And when Russia went bankrupt in the 90s, it 
absolutely crashed the market. I mean, it was bad. So when when hedge funds start to go under, they drag everybody down with them because there are so many interlocking trades. Like that's the idea. So too big to fail is an expression that regard relates to one of these things that can bring everybody down. So I'll just read a quote from this um, Apple News article. GameStop reserves losses and surges another 30% above 400. So it started at 40, went up to 500, then went back to 220. Yeah. I don't know where it is right now it says uh and then here's the quote the extreme speculative behavior among rookie investors unnerved many on wall street worried that mounting losses by hedge funds could spill over to other areas of the market and there's another sentence here so they're saying okay what's happening at hedge funds could could have other impacts on the market. It says some also believe this buying frenzy could hurt overall market confidence and destabilize the conditions. So we're in a crazy stock market. It looks like a bubble to me. It's higher than it was before COVID, despite the fact that that so much productivity has been lost, that our economy has been quasi shut down, largely partially shut down for like almost a year. The market should, uh, to the extent it reflects real value, it should be lower, but it reflects these really aggressive monetary and fiscal policies by the government where people who own stocks know that as the market is flooded with like inflation, the dollar value of the stocks go up, even if the inherent value does not go up. And that's where you can get either just inflation or a bubble. So this thing could burst at any moment based purely on monetary and fiscal policy. And they want to blame Robinhood and these retail investors for their craziness destabilizing important hedge funds. So that's BS straight off the bat. And then it also the other- sounds like they could target coordinated online activity. That's another that's reason to shut down one. online. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 necessarily um, coordinated activity, but just amateurs, amateurs in the game. So so uh, Rep Khanna, a Democrat from California, said while retail trading in some cases like on Robinhood blocked the purchasing of GameStop, hedge funds were still allowed to trade the stock. We need more regulation and equality in the markets. Instead of investing in future tech to help America, Wall Street poured billions into shorting the stock to crush the company and put workers out of business. The future of this country lies in access and equality across every sector of our economy. This episode demonstrated the power of technology to democratize access to America's financial institutions, ultimately giving far more people a say in our economic structures, but also shows that the cards are stacked against the little guy in, in favor of billionaire Wall Street traders. So now those guys destabilized, but they were stopped. So now we need to regulate and we need to regulate in favor of that little guy. But that's crap because regulations always favor the people who can get ahead of them, the people who can put regulatory structures in place to use those regulations as barriers to entry so that you can't have competing platforms in a in an uh, you know, the anarchic ca- uh, landscape of the Internet. So what do you see coming out of it? Any ideas? So, so I think that you're you, you might have a market correction, which they're going to say started here and you are going to have regulations, which just makes it harder and harder to move quickly in and out of stocks so that there's more power at the top or you'll have to put your money. Frankly, honestly, I look at 
uh, pensions, big pension funds used to be the majority of the market. And that's where you had your stock holdings as like a person with a pension. Then they changed all these laws. They made pensions have to be overly secured, unlike Social Security and stuff like that. And it basically destroyed pensions. At the same time, they introduced 401ks. So when you introduce 401k, you had all this dumb money in the market. So when the market starts crashing, people who see their life savings going away to nothing, the second it hits the point where they could not live with a penny less, they sell. So they sell at the bottom all the time. That's the dumb money. And and I don't like that. But there's no chance they're going to put in a regulatory regime that that truly restores the opportunity that labor had to participate in capital by negotiating a pension plan that was run by Vanguard or something. You know, they, you, the, the retiree used to be the smart money. Now it's the dumb money. And, and that I would like to see changed, but I'm not a big fan of policy. I think transparency is all you really need. I don't know how it's going to come out of it, but something smells of a crackdown on free speech coming out of this. So I see some some sort of regulation involving Reddit speech because online coordinated activity yep. is a phrase yep. that they use a lot when it comes to Russian trolls <clears throat> and what you can say on Twitter and Facebook. And this online coordination of of gamers. Now, gamers are often even if it, even if they're not, they're often framed by the media as being radical white right wing people. So I, I think there's going to be more. Yeah, to come I think out you're absolutely right. Yeah, the Reddit element is important. And I, I actually don't think it's as powerful as they're saying it is. But that's also a flag. Yeah. And there have been groups getting removed from Reddit that are associated with Trump. I know this right now is not, but it wouldn't surprise me to see a well, 8chan behind Reddit thing or something like that. Something's got to be behind it because yeah. that kind of organic thing would be a little difficult to pull off. We had a couple COVID headline related headlines. If have you have. To, people, people might have to correct me if I'm wrong on that. So if you threw a few questions at me, I, wasn't I, know, totally I, just, I didn't understand for, it. So I was trying to, I, know that, I wasn't thinking about the mechanism of how it was working. I was just thinking about the policy outcomes. Yeah. So I apologize. I didn't mean to throw I, you a few. No, uh, no, it's okay. There. I just want people to know like before they're just like stupid women. I, I have to, you know, whatever. well, you were doing that I'm off the cuff, capable without. of the concepts, but yeah. I've been, uh, I've picked up a lot more dog poop than bought and sold stocks. Since <laughs> I left that business. Well, some stocks might be worth the same. As <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's a metaphor before long. <laughs> so they are beginning vaccine trials on kids. Duke is testing the Duke University is testing the Pfizer vaccine on kids between ages 12 and 15. And the kids will be monitored for a couple of years, apparently after that, although the vaccine is expected to be ready for children in six months. So that's really comforting. You know, they're still monitoring the people in the trials while the vaccine is being administered to the public. That's most real comforting thought there. But giving it I to mean, children. What's the point of the trial? Just keep track of I mean, if you're giving it out already. To see what kind of superhuman abilities might emerge uh, when yeah. you inject whatever the hell this is oh, into children's arms. I, I, I don't know. I know that there's people who've been wondering when you can get kids vaccinated. Some friends of mine that yeah. work with DFACS said a parent or a foster mom had asked, can I get the kid vaccinated? And yeah. the mom doesn't want to get to get the kid vaccinated. And, and I said, it's not even legal yet to get a kid vaccinated because yeah. you got to be 16 to get the Pfizer vaccine. You got to be 18 to get the Moderna one. Wow. But they're trying to trying to get it in kids in six months or so. 
And the Biden administration has officially made reopening schools a top priority, which is hilarious to me because that's what (laughs) Trump was doing for six months. And as soon as Biden gets into office, you know, Biden was countering Trump before. But as soon as he gets into the office, exact same thing. Opening schools a top priority. And Trump was just doing that. Because he hates people and it was political. Wants them to die. Yeah, freedom above all. Yeah. But now they're saying that suicides are rising, which even that was kind of a, um, wasn't even the strongest story, but they, they're going to just change the narrative top to bottom. Absolutely. And Cheryl Atkinson, had a tweet that made me think of something that you said yesterday. She said, a friend of mine with symptoms of COVID, though not severe, went to the doctor yesterday and the doctor didn't want to test her, said that she probably didn't have COVID, gave her a steroid. And then Cheryl says, I thought we were pushing for as much testing as possible. Did anybody have a similar experience? I thought it was interesting because I did hear a similar experience from you. And also because it's abundantly clear that it is a lot harder to get tested to get a positive COVID test than it was just four weeks ago. And what they were saying was a positive COVID test. This is what I heard, that it's so easy to get a positive COVID test. This is what they're saying. At the end of your COVID experience, you will still test positive, even though you're no longer contagious. And it makes no sense because you test positive because there's stuff oozing out of your orifices. And that's the exact same reason they say that asymptomatic positives on the front end can give it to you. So what's the difference between the, the, the remnants of the virus that are oozing out of your nostrils at the end than from the beginning? They're either oozing out of your nostrils or they're not, right? Yeah. They're saying that the test is too, yeah. is too sensitive. Which I is mean, exactly just, what and then we got I'll called like, conspiracy theorists for yes. six months ago. And I'll say, obviously, obviously that's true. People are like, well, you were just saying that, you know, it's like, what, before? Well, I, I was saying it when the time was wrong for a true right. fact. Like, what, right. what does that mean? And they're mean? like, well, no, it's only going down because of the vaccine and Biden. That's why everything's better now. Dude, that, I think the vaccine's making me go up out here. It's weird. Can I tell so, you something funny that I saw? <laughs> Fauci did a Fauci and Sanjay Gupta, you know, that duo. They did a CNN town hall. Oh, my gosh. My husband had it on with that new Rochelle Walensky, the CDC chick. Oh, yeah. They did oh the town gosh, hall. They had like Anderson Cooper. and actors. A question was brought up about why you got to wear a mask and still yes. social distance after getting the vaccine. And basically, the answer from Fauci was, well, you got to continue to wear your mask and social distance because after you get the vaccine, we don't know if you're not contagious. You still you could kidding? be contagious. You might even if you don't have symptoms, you, you still could be contagious. And you don't know if you are 100 percent protected from getting from getting sick as well. So I'm going. So. The vaccine might potentially do nothing is what I you're saying to me. I can't believe that because we were watching that and I've been saying that. I've been saying like, you got to remember when I told you that somebody I knew got the vaccine and it was the only time I would like took a step back and I was like, oh, yikes, you know, yeah. the only time. And I was telling my husband that and he was just like, you can't get it. It's it's not a live virus. I'm like, no viruses are alive. So, you know what I mean? Of course, it's not a live virus. And I said, but they were saying that they didn't know if you were contagious after you got the vaccine. And he was like, come on, that's crazy. Yeah. And he was watching that. I'll have to tell you. I mean, we don't 
Oh, I heard him. The vaccine. This, but it's just I try to say like I heard that. I heard that. And I know, don't always have the links on my fingertips. But he was at, I bet he remembers it. Yeah. The vaccines are. Because he'll say like you were so right. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. He will say that. Well, that, that's the theme they've been emphasizing a while that it. You, you still might be contagious even after getting it. But the, the thing that he took, if Fauci took it an extra step we ate last night was <laughs> you don't even know right. if you are right. going to be protected. You might still get <laughs> sick and die. So, so OK. So the reason to continue wearing your mask after you get the vaccine is because the vaccine might not do anything for you. All right. So I have a few things. Uh, yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, in the patron 15, I got the craziest message from a patron or, or a sane message about something crazy that happens to a patron <laughs> regarding the um, crackdown on people who went to January, the thing on January 6th. Oh. I have somebody also got a message from a patron with an excellent point about the book I'm reading, Invisible Rainbow. So I'll give you a little bit about that. And then I have a few things to tell people if you're ready. All right. We've got a Zoom party for patron saints only. That's going to be on Sunday. Uh, we have a live stream with Garland also on Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern. We are going to do a live stream with our friend Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pills, February 20th. It's going to be about agorism. So if you want to join in, we're really looking for people to help in that chat because we want to have a swap meet of ideas there. And this weekend, we have so many amazing drops in DNB. You wouldn't believe it. So every other Friday, we skip the DMB, we put down an interview, and then in the patron 15, we do a patron-only mini Q&A. It's like a half an hour this week, so a lot of bonus there on the Q&A. Great stuff. But we have interviews with Tina Marie, the um, vaccine uh, um information activist who was good friends, if not best friends, with Brandy Vaughn, who died mysteriously uh, after expressing that she was afraid for her life. We have the original truther, the OG himself, Mr. G. Edward Griffin. And we have, and I'm not going to say this one yet because it's not in the can, but we have a very special swap cast that we're going to put out over the weekend, assuming that the recording goes well today, with a very funny and courageous comedian. So just check your feed every single day. We've, we got the hits coming till the next time we talk to you on the DNB. All right. And in the patron 15, I'll tell you about some new findings or what's happening in Maricopa County with the potential election audit. And I will tell you some more companies that are involved in the World Economic Forum and Davos Great Reset. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want to get access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We also do those virtual parties that we talked about and we do deep dive video podcasts on Rockfin at rockfin.com. The Propaganda and a report. Have a fantastic rest of your day, or we'll talk to you in the patron 15.